Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast, who are proudly sponsored by the insurance practice. The team at the insurance practice specialize in family protection and life insurance. And who better to look after you and your loved ones than fellow Rangers fans? Check out the website at www.theinsurancepractice.co.uk or contact the Gallant View for more information. everybody, welcome to the Gallant Few podcast. Today we're going to review Rangers' 4-0 win against Aberdeen and look ahead to Benfica and Falkirk games. I'm joined today with Ian McCready and Scott Carney. How are we doing this fine Sunday, lads? Good. good. Yeah, very good. Happy Sunday, boys. <laughs> so, a uh, great weekend for Rangers. 11 points clear of Celtic, but the real highlight, after six months and 40 episodes, we've finally got rid of Colin McDuff. Ian, we're off to a great start of this podcast already. Absolutely. Where is he? Where is he anyway? Uh, unfortunately, he is uh, he's on taxi duty for his missus today, so <laughs> he will be, he will be um, back next week. So the listeners, you can look forward to his shite next week as well. So moving on to the football Scott, Sky Sports are Rangers TV today? We actually did Sky Sports so we could phone our pal to do it through a laptop so we could watch the same thing because of the delay on uh, our TV. But we watched the, the build-up on our TV. But at least it was Super Ali button, not fucking Andy Walker. I didn't even realise he was on. Aye. Uh, what about your selling? Uh, I was kind of between both. Uh, I had the Sky on the telly, the Rangers TV on the laptop, but it was... Probably watching Sky more. Aye, aye. I was, I was, was good coverage. Obviously, we had Big Ekin today. So just at the start, we've seen the the what a great time we had. He had at the club, wasn't it? We, well, most of it, isn't it? We helicopter Sunday and won in the league in the last day. It was it was tremendous looking back in that. So good to see him back at Ibrooks. 
So as always, we'll, we'll start with the starting eleven. We had Al McGregor in goals, Tavernier, Balogun, Goldson, Barisic, Jack, Aribo, Arfield, Roof, Kent, and Morelos. So Scott, I'll come to you. As um, you were looking for Hollander to start on the on the preview show, that's two games he's missed since his below par performance against Benfica. Is it a worry he's not played? And I know we'll be coming into Thursday game a bit later, but do you think the first choice pair has possibly changed with Balogun being favoured now? Oh, I was a bit shocked. I said you're right, mate. I, I did. I did suggest that. Hollander would start. Uh, I'm still a bit shocked that he didn't, but I don't want to read too much into it, but it looks like he's been dropped. I mean, that's the only way you can really look at it. Maybe he's been an effect with his confidence. I'm not really sure. But Ballingham coming back in today, possibly to do with the pace of Hedges, maybe. That's maybe the only thing I can think of and what we were discussing during the game, um, me and a couple of the boys. So that's the only thing I can think. I was shocked, I'd say, he's made me look like a mug as well, because he started Roof, and I didn't think Roof would start, so... Uh, but um, I don't know about Hollander, I suppose we'll need to see. I'm, I'm presuming he'll start against uh, Falkirk. I don't know what he'll do midweek now, though, with the Benfica game, I'm, I'm really not sure. And can I just say my 4-0 predi- prediction was correct? Granted, I was pushed by it, by Colin, because he did say 3-0, and I initially thought it was going to be 3-0, but I'm still taking that I said 4-0. And just nail it, I'll take you looking like a mug for a full nil win over Aberdeen any day of the week. So. <laughs> uh, Ian, moving on to the midfield, I think in terms of the middle three, it was a, almost attacking we've maybe seen this season with with Arfield, Aribo and Jack. And, you know, only really Jack sitting. That was that was nice to see, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's about time we actually done that at Ibrooks. Just, we don't need the two holders at all against MD. I mean, even Celtic, I don't think we need two holders. But it was nice to see a really attacking team and, and, and really actually just going for it rather than... Well, because you know they're, they're not going to come and go for it. They're just going to sit back and try and counter us. So it makes sense to just play as many attacking players as you can. Definitely. And I think you look back and I know certainly when I was growing up playing football and you, you never had a holding midfielder and an attacking midfielder. I mean, is it too much to ask, Scott, do you think, for like somebody who's more attacking-minded to do a bit defensively? Like you look you look back even when I was growing up and it was Barry Ferguson. You went, What was he? Was he a defensive midfielder or an attacking midfielder? Especially against these, you need to be doing that more often, don't we? Yeah, I would, I would think so. Yeah. I suppose Fergie was box-to-box. I don't know if box-to-box exists anymore. I don't even know if that's a thing. This, everybody seems to have their kind of their kind of set role. Um, I agree, though. It was, it was, the, the line-up today was we we were going to win the day and we were going to win by a handsome margin. I think it's, Gerard's obviously identified that they've got quite a lot of players out and he's, he's put Roof in, he's put Arebo in. Um, I, I was excited to see the line-up, to be fair. I, I thought he'd maybe a wee bit more cautious about it, but... I think they were there for the taking today, and so seemed to be the case. Yeah. Sticking on uh, Kamar Roof there, he obviously started today. We've seen him more on the, the sort of right wing, just in the right-hand side of the, the attack there. Um, Scott, what do you think his, his best position is? And do you, think it's a, do you think it's a positive for him or a negative that he can play in so many positions? Or do you know? Do you think he should be trying to stick, stick one position down to see the best of him? <laughs> The way he played today was 
he's he's up there with the best he's played for us. I think I thought Ruth was fantastic today. He, the, I think again, I think the, the the kind of coaching team, the management team, are, they're trying not to tie anybody down. Really, obviously, you've got the likes of Jack and obviously the back the back two and the keeper. That that's obviously takes care of itself, but everybody else is so fluid in their movement. Everybody goes in and out of positions, moves, constantly switches. It must be an absolute nightmare to defend against, but it's so pleasing to watch for us. Some of the football Rangers played today was frightening. I mean, we could four 0 flatters Aberdeen. I think today, uh, I thought Rangers were were great. I think Roof, he'll play anywhere across that front three. I I like him. A wee bit pushed out wide. I think his his runs that he's make he's very intelligent with the runs that he can he, he can make. Um, as you've seen by his goal today. Um, so I don't think he will get tied down to a position, and I don't see it as being a negative. As I say, if he can play anywhere across that front three, then happy days for us, really. Yeah, I I think it is good, but I do think for his sake, he does, and maybe the club as well. I think he does need to try and nail down. A position. I don't know how you feel about that scene, but I, I think if we've seen him, you know, maybe start four or five games in the in the one position, I think we would see a bit more from him. And I know he played well today, but I think you know to get the best Kamar Roof, you know, you would. I'd like to see him start a few games consecutively and play the same position. Which I don't. I don't know if he necessarily needs to play the same position. I agree that if we get him on a run of games, because he's not had that. He came in, had a couple, and got injured. Come back. He's he's had a couple again, uh, so it'd be, it'd be interesting to just see if we could get him a proper run of five or six games, see where he is there. But I think today with the front three, like Kent's initial chance after five minutes, he's through the middle. Morelos wins a free kick on the right hand side, um, just before the second goal. Roof's coming in off the right and towards the middle for his goal. I mean, the three of them, they were just absolutely everywhere. They were just basically, I think the three, the front three were basically just given licence to do what they liked, really. Um, and just, it worked really well. The three of them, they just, the, the, the switching and stuff like that. And whenever one went, if Ruth went centre, Morelos went wide. If Kent went centre, Ruth went wide. Or the other side or something. So they, they all switched and it was never... We never had like two on one side and one in the middle. It was they kept that three, one left, right, centre the whole game. But the the swapping was brilliant. Just the, the interplay between the three of them was excellent. I think Morelos needs to get credit for that because I think we would see a bit of a difference if if it was Ruth in the middle. I think there is a bit of pressure to sort of stay the focal point. If you know what I mean, I don't think that necessarily suits Ruth because I like his movement. But I think when it's Morelos, you know, he's not been grabbing as many goals, but he does have to take some credit in that uh, that role he plays. So that leads us nicely on to the to the fifteenth minute when Rangers opened the scoring through Ryan Kent. What I really liked about this one, Ian, um, is he missed that chance in the I think it was early on, maybe the third minute or so, which was a lot easier. Um, the one on one chance with with Lewis. But it didn't seem to affect his confidence because I think he knows he'll get another, you know, three or four good opportunities during the game. It was a great bit of skill, and despite it being a deflection, it was a it was a wonderful goal, wasn't it? Uh, it's, it's a great wee, wee, wee nutmeg to to make the space, and he then drives in it. And we we've said this before about having a shot, yeah. And <laughs> too often we see it happen where Ryan Kent looks for another pass instead of having that shot. 
but today we've had a shot. Arfield's had a shot. Um, so, yeah, having shots, it, it, it pays off. Um, but a great bit of skill, lucky little deflection. But, yeah, I think Kent, Kent doesn't really let his head get down, I don't think. Like, you see him take on his man, it doesn't quite come off, but he'll go again. He'll go again. I do think, though, he should have scored the, the one after five minutes. And I think it's a couple of times now he's been in that position. He was the same against Benfica when he's hit the post. That would have made it 4 1 against them. And, yeah, he's, he's maybe got to be that wee bit more clinical in front of goal. Um, we've seen him, we, we know he's more than capable of scoring from outside the box, but more clinical in front of goal for me. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to know they're listening to us, Ian, because I think it's just me and you that bang that drum about shooting from all angles. <laughs> so somebody at the club must be listening to us, so that's that's positive. Uh, Scott, so we, we doubled our we doubled our lead in the 29th minute. It was through Kamar Roof. It was a really nice chip over over the back line by Goldson. It was lovely feet from Ruth, who you finished it well. Boy's a boy's a bit of a player, isn't he? Not half, mate, yeah. As I say, I think he's he's movement and his runs today were, were brilliant. And just touching on what you were saying, Rangers have been so reliant on a striker or Morelos in particular to score the goals for us and now all of a sudden the goals are going to come from anywhere. Um, it's, it's it's so pleasing to see. But I say, Ruth today, the, the ball for goals and then the wee touch, his, his first touch is just a thing of beauty. It just gives him that wee bit of time. He, that, was it Considine in his back pocket that pretty much that whole game, um, which is pleasing to see. And a lovely finish. All right, it's bad deflection, but still, he's, he don't shoot. Um, he don't score if he don't shoot, even. Um, we should have had a stonewall penalty as well before that. Uh, that's what I mean when I said earlier on that it could have been an absolute rout today for Rangers. Um, how that's not a penalty, by the way, I'll need to go to some sort of refereeing school because that's the most penalty penalty I've ever seen in my life. It was <laughs> absolutely, absolutely clears Ruth out, do you know what I mean? But... He didn't let it affect him either. He carried on. He got his goal. So really, really pleasing performance today for Ruth. Yeah, I, like, I think he is. He's a very intelligent, and clever player. He might not be the. I'm not saying he's slow, but he's not like a, a quick, you know, winger. But he's very, very good with his feet. Get the I get the impression as well. He's he's really enjoying his time here, and I think when the when the fans get back as well, it's it's going to take it to another level for him. So let's hope he. He continues with it. It's been a positive start for him. I think just injuries have maybe played a part. I really like to see him kick on because I think there's something like a ridiculous amount of games in the, the coming, well, throughout the full season, but especially, you know, in the lead up to, to January. So, moved on to, to half time at 2 0. I thought we were really comfortable, but Aberdeen did threaten with a few counter attacks and had a good chance at the end of the end of the second half with a free kick, which was a comfortable save in the end for McGregor. Ian, what was your thoughts at half time going into it? Were you, were you nervous or were you, were you pretty confident? I was pretty confident. I thought it was damage limitation at that point for Aberdeen already. You see them when they come to Ibrox, they've got no intention of attacking. And as soon as we score, it's damage limitation for them. It's 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 been the case a couple of times. Like if they manage to hold us to to not being able to score, then they get more confident. And we've seen that in the past where they've came and beat us. But when we score, and they just don't come out still. They just still stick with our game plan and it's damage limitation. So to another half time, I was thinking, what's the final score going to be? I, I thought we could get our couple at least. Yeah, definitely. And any, any nerves we did have was, was put to bed early. 
you know, Arfield made it three 0 with a with a deflected effort. It's good play from Kent again to, to tee up Parfield. Scott, what do you think about Scott Arfield today? I thought he was he was it. So there's too many Scots in here, isn't there? Jeez, oh, Scott, that's the question. He's got Scott Arfield scoring. Uh, no, he was excellent today and fully deserved his goal, I thought. Yeah, he did deserve his goal. As I say, he's worked great off the off the ball. It's brilliant with Arfield as well. He, he's constantly... He, I suppose he's the definition of box-to-box midfielder for us, really. Um, he, the link-up play that he can do is, um, is good. He thoroughly deserved his goal today. And just touching on um, what Ian was saying there about feeling confident, the only way Aberdeen were going to score today is if we gave them the goal. If we had a wee lapse in concentration or gave away a daft foul in the wrong place, which we nearly did a couple of times with some slack pass where Morelos put us in danger kind of twice. Um, we just slack passing it's I suppose it's just one of the things from Morelos it's the way he is um, and I suppose it's they're always getting asked to play by dropping deeper um, but I think the whole team really I mean you, I can't I can't really criticise anybody maybe Balogun he had a few moments today where it was a lot of hot potato for him made my heart skip a beat a few times just what are you doing stop it <laughs> just play for simple football kind of thing I didn't want to give Aberdeen a, even a sniff today uh, but they never really got it really it was um, it was never in doubt and uh, I, I'm a, I'm a happy boy. And it wouldn't be a home league one without a Tavernier goal, it seems. So, Ian, penalty, what do you think the correct decision? I do. I, I think made even more so by the fact that he never got the absolute penalty penalty in the first half. <laughs> um, but I, it was de- definitely a penalty and. I actually thought Tavernier's name was actually double-barreled to James Tavernier Penn. Uh, that's how often you see it. <laughs> you know? It's, uh, it's just every game, James Tavernier Penn. <laughs> but, hey, it's, it's, and, and I know you'll get these Celtic fans who are like, oh, they've got another penalty, they've got another penalty. We should have had two. And it's just because we spend so much time attacking um, and, and so much time in the opposition box that, that we're getting so many penalties it's, it's not that the refs are, well, they are shite, but they're shite at not giving as many as they should be. No, I completely agree. I think, uh, you know, I, I think some of them ones you do get and some you don't get. I look back at the one that Cattage gave away at Parkhead last season. I thought it was quite similar. It could be given, could not be. So it probably even to sell out over this season. Probably quite harsh on you if we were to give it away, but I mean, you look at roofs in the, the first half, we've touched on it briefly, but it was an absolute stone wall, wasn't it, Scott? Uh, like the most penalties of penalties, mate. Like it was even the way he went down, obviously, at first, and you, you're seeing it live. I was like, penalty, it has to be a penalty. And when I seen the replay, I mean, that ref is stunning about five five yards away from that. He's clearly went straight through the back of him, he's not touched the ball, but he doesn't get the penalty. The second one, the penalty. Mick, I seen McInnes talking about it after the game. He said it was a bit soft. I suppose in a way that these things happen in the box all the time. They kind of grab and the pull and whatever. That refs gave that penalty because he knows he got the one in the first half wrong. That's the only reason that he's he's gave that nine times out of ten. That one you don't get a penalty for that. Uh, but Mister 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 Penalty himself, James Tavernier, thirteen goals for a supposed right back. It's just an unbelievable return. I think you you seen like the, the being maybe a wee bit soft was when Constantine done it again, uh, whatever ten minutes later, and and they didn't get a penalty given against yeah, them. So yeah. 
absolutely. Um, just moving on, you know, from to the penalty as well. Well, we talk about we talk about him every week. It seems, but James Tavenier, I've I've run out of words for him, Ian. I know it's a, I know it's a penalty, but his his goal scoring record's unbelievable. So I'm going to ask you a question: Is Jinky's our most important player just now? He probably is, because as much as I think Patterson's decent. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. He's nowhere near the level I have. I think Calvin Bassey's come in at left back and showed he's more than capable. I think Balogun and Hollander, when, when either one of them have played, okay, Hollander also had a bad game against Benfica. But I wouldn't be if Golds. Although I've not been Golds' biggest fan, as you know, he's been brilliant this season, which I'm taking full credit for. Um, <laughs> just that rocket up his arse that he needed. But I, I wouldn't if 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 the team sheet came out and it was Balogun Hollander, I wouldn't be that uh, nervous. Um, I, I think they they too have shown that they're more than capable defenders. Um, so I think Tav is. Is our most important player just now, just because we just don't have the calibre, a backup, and just because what he's providing on the park, it's goals and assists. It's not because he's what the was it something like twenty one goals in his last or twenty one goals or assists in his last twenty games. Exactly, I think any team, any team in the world, if you pull that out of a team, penalties or not, they're going to miss it. And, We've seen last season, nobody looked confident in hitting penalties. So, it's, yes, it's only a penalty, but they're just as easy to miss as they are score. So, I think, you know, he certainly can't question his ability, but I think his, his commitment and influence sort of goes under the radar as well. So, yeah, I, th- I completely agree. I think it's one one player we really can't do without um, at the moment. We made a few subs in the game, so we had Davis, Defoe, Kamara, Itten and Hadji. What I loved actually was was the reaction of, of Kent Morelos coming off. They they just seemed raging, didn't they? This it shows they're just absolute desperate to play every minute and contribute to the team. Do you, do you agree with that, Scott? hundred percent agree. I think Morelos may be struggling with the fact that he's not the main man anymore. Uh, the goals are coming from all over the park now, so I think he might be struggling. The fact that if he's not scoring and we're still winning four nothing, he's he's not happy if he doesn't get his goal. Um, but you can't really, you can't really, you can't criticise a player for being upset that he's coming off and not scoring. So I mean, 
I think it shows that he's still committed to the cause. I think he's still contributing in other ways, just due to the roles, the role that he's getting asked to be played now from from Gerard and the, and the coaching team. So, yeah, they're raging, but it's good. I like to see it. They want to play. I think as well. I think these players are becoming quite aware what could be happening here, and I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself or anything like that because I'm not one to do that at all, but. If we keep going like this, we keep putting performances in the way that we are just now, it doesn't really matter what Celtic do. They'll not be able to stop us. So if we can kind of maintain this or maintain 75% of the performances that we are and just plough on just every game, just keep doing the same thing, it doesn't matter what Celtic do. Um, we will win the league. So, I mean, towards the end of that game as well, it was a training exercise with the amount of subs we made and even when hygiene. Uh, Defoe came on I thought they, they both looked promising some of their link up play was, was great everybody wants to play right now and that's because things are going well in the team and it's good it's, it's brilliant to watch No definitely I think we spoke about it before but it's so hard for these players to you know because they're going to need to come on and perform on the, you know when they're coming on but you know when we're four nil up and making these subs to make an impression can be can be difficult we had a few chances to add to the scoreline, but it finished 4 0. We're now 11 points clear at the top of the league, undefeated in 21 games, I think. 18 clean sheets, 41 points, and 38 goal difference. Ian, would you have taken that at the start of the season, though? Nah, it's a bit disappointing, isn't it? Come <laughs> 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 on. Three goals conceded. Come on, man! That's outrageous. <laughs> yeah, an own goal and one offside as well. <laughs> uh, absolutely, I think um, when you look at where both us and Celtic have obviously dropped points at Easter Road now, so that looks like it's going to be a tough place to go. Uh, and then Livingston, we've seen over previous seasons that again both us and Celtic have dropped points there. So when we have come up. Undone. It's been at places that have caused us problems recently, but I do think that now we are looking like the the games where teams sit in and try and frustrate us. That's not a problem anymore. We've got over that by the looks of it. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's the biggest improvement in last season. Definitely. Um, you know, every, everyone we're playing against, are, apart from apart from Celtic really are just sitting in and you know it shows that we've got we, we can play when we have the ball you know like when we have the majority of the ball and you know we see in Europe that we are so comfortable when you know we might not have the ball as much and we can we can adapt to the situation which is which is really good to see so obviously Scott we had a bit of pressure before the game to to make it 11 points clear against you know they, they were in form Aberdeen in the league we did make it look so easy, didn't we? We really did. It's uh, it's so promising to see. I see. We, we I, I was quite nervous about today, and I, I don't really know kind of why. But it's Aberdeen. You never know really what's going to happen when we play Aberdeen. But we just went about our business today. We just did what we did and won the game so comfortably. And I say it could have been more. And then you see Gerard after the game. Gerard was he was beaming after the game with his interview. Um, he was talking about you being able to use the squad, being able to change things round, and that he really can't ask any more for the players. So, obviously, it's a different Aberdeen team to what we would usually play, just due to the kind of COVID situation that they had 
before it, but you can only play the team that's in front of you. So I was just confident that we're just going to kind of keep kicking on. And as I say, if this continues, then we could be in a very, very pretty place coming into the season, boys. Uh, just last point in Aberdeen game then. So our man of the match, um, personally for me, I thought Kent and our field were, were absolute standouts today. And it's not the first time I've, I've said that this season. Thought Arfield was absolute everywhere in the pitch, and and Kent was was back to his, his usual best after a spell where don't I wouldn't say he was playing you know poorly by any stretch any stretch of the imagination, but maybe wasn't as firing as much as we expected um, at the start of the season. But uh, who gets who gets your vote in? Yeah, I'd go for Ryan Kent personally. Love yourself, Scott. See, I mentioned I would mention Ruth Kent and Arfield. I thought they were all fantastic today, but. It has to be Tav for me. He just keeps putting in great performance after great performance. He's shown that he's now he's now a Rangers captain. He's grown into the role, and I think he's very aware that he could be he could be part of something special this season. So yeah, I would give it to Tav. So we'll move on to Thursday at home to Benfica. Ian, this is going to be a a really tough test, isn't it? Definitely. I think they they might have rested most of their team yeah, the other day as well. So. I don't know who they were playing right enough, but I don't know whether that's a sign of disrespect to that team or a sign of respect to us that they've they've done that. Yeah, I think we we won't have as much of the ball as we did against them before. I think with them being down to ten men, I think I'd, I'd be happy with a draw for this game, like myself. Uh, <clears throat> and then we're basically going into the last two games needing one win. And we've got to play Liège at home. So it's, it's definitely going to be a tough test. Um, I think they're missing the, the boy that scored the third goal, aren't they? I think he tested positive for COVID while he was away. So he can't play, although he didn't start. I don't really pay that much attention, to be honest, to other stuff. Like, I see the wee headline that they'd rested the whole team. Yeah, difficult game. It's always going to be a difficult game against Benfica, uh, no matter when you play them. Yeah, so how do you think we'll, uh, we'll approach this, Scott? I think it's going to be, a com- as Ian said, it's going to be a completely different game to what we faced in Portugal. Obviously, we had the, the man advantage for the majority of the game. I think they'll be right up for it after this, as, as we really dominated against them a few a few weeks ago. And obviously, the, the chance for them to go top of the, gre- uh, top of the group, sorry. Do you think we need to have maybe a more defensive approach despite being at home? Honestly, no. I, I don't think, and I, I don't think Gerard will. As long as we don't make the start of the game that we did in Portugal, if we don't concede a goal in the first couple of minutes, then anything can happen. You know what? The way Rangers, this Rangers team, especially under Gerard, plays in Europe, literally anything can happen. We could put in a performance of a lifetime, or we could get it get it handed to us. But I think. I think we'll go for it. I think we'll try and get something from the game. I would love to, if we get a draw. I think that's a fantastic result for us because they're arguably they're a Champions League team. Um, I think they're going to be missing two players because of COVID, but I mean there's still quality in that team. I don't think Gerard would change it defensive. I don't think this Rangers team knows how to play like that. The way we play football right now, it's we'll, we'll, we'll just gonna try and beat everybody by as many goals as possible that gets put put in front of us. So. I, th- I still think we'll just set up the strongest team that he feels is going to be um, 
right for the right for the game. And I'm I'm probably never going to pick a team again because I was so wrong picking today's team. So no, I don't I don't see it being defensive. I think Rangers will do their best to to try and get a point and hopefully I win. Wish I was going. I wish I was going. <laughs> I think I, I think I maybe worded that um, a bit a bit wrong. To be fair, I I, I don't think in terms of the style up. I think maybe the lineup might be you know in terms of the midfield three might be a bit more conservative. Ian, what do you what do you think the the lineup will be? I think um, I think we've got good success out of was it Arfield, Jack, and and Davis on? Oh no, it was uh, Kamara. Yeah, Mara, um, Jack and Davis over there, and we've also got a Rebo who, you know, he's probably not a natural, you know, winger or, or whatever you want to call it, and he'll come back and help defensively. Do you think he'll he will line up some sort of similar to that? I think it will be Kamara, Kamara Davis, Jack with the midfield, and I think with Davis, uh, Jack coming off early, Davis and Kamara not coming on till maybe what half an hour to go, twenty minutes to go. I think maybe we had that. I get one eye on Thursday with that. I think Aribo might start just because Arfield's finished the game, hasn't he? Already. Um, yeah. So I, I'd, personally, I'd probably go Arfield on the right, Kent Morelos, Davis, Jack, Kamara would be my. About how I'd go when I think that's like Arfield just gives you that wee bit more, more dig and work rate. Uh, than maybe some of the others do if if you're having them out on that right. What about the defence scene? Uh, see, Balogun's had a bit of an nervy game today, I think. He's had a couple of moments where he's he's kind of caught under the ball one time. Cosgrove's almost got in, but because he's a big donkey, he's <laughs> let us away with it. Um, <laughs> there was the one, he's in the box and like kind of uh, Cosgrove kind of knocks him over, and they somehow manages to come away with the ball. Uh, Balogun does. Uh, so I had a few nervy moments today, um, but then Hollanders had a nightmare against Benfica last time out. So <clears throat> I don't know. It's, it's, I'd, I'd maybe be tempted more to just go with Balogun for pace more than anything else because his pace can get us out a bit of a jam. Hollander doesn't have that pace. That's interesting. You. You say that I thought the major talking well the the team sort of speaks it picks itself really I think my my personal like selection dilemma would have been Ruth or Arebo um, out in the sort of right attacking side and Hollander and Balgan. Well, uh, what are you thinking? Well, if you get any any objections or anything to what Ian said? No, not really. I think I don't know who's going to play at centre half. Uh, I don't know if he's going to bring Holander back in. I think if Holander was going to play, he would have probably played today. And I don't know if it's right to just kind of drop him back in after the last Benfica game, just to drop him in on Thursday night. Uh, who knows, he might put him back in, but I think it probably will be Balogun. Today was a wee bit shaky at points, but as you say, it's against donkeys really, so it's not really anything to kind of seriously worry about. Um, the midfield three, as I say, I don't know. Obviously, I, my confidence has been up for the last time I picked a team, so uh, it probably will be Davis, Jack, and Kamara that would play. And I would personally like to play Roof, Morelos, and Kent. Um, so, kind of shoot up the midfield and then with they three up front, hopefully grab the chances when they come our way. And you never know what could happen. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd 
I in terms of you know we're talking about the centre halves and you know Balogun having a shaky game. I mean, ah, there was a few moments, but you know at the end of the day he's had a he's had a clean sheet. You know, um, yeah. I think you know <laughs> out of a poor defensive performance from all three of them, everyone's had one. Goldson had the the shocker at Hibs. Hollander had the one at Benfica, and Balogun arguably had a bit of a shaky time today. So, we're saying Balogun's had a shaky game today. If he has that against Benfica, he's definitely going to get punished the way Hollander did. I mean, the quality difference between Aberdeen and Benfica is just it's night and day. Like, so, if, if, if Balogun has that same misses the ball over the top, and you know, it's a Benfica player who's, who's, who's receiving it rather than Cosgrove, I think McGregor's going to have a save to make at least. That's something I didn't think I'd be hearing today, comparing Aberdeen to Benfica, but we'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's, your, what's your predictions for, for Thursday then? I'm going for a one all draw. Sorry. 2-1 Rangers. Very confident, very confident. Uh, I, think, I think I would take a, a one each as well, Ian. Um, I think it puts us in a great position as well. I think we're actually in a similar position. If we get a draw here... Was it not last season's Europa League? We were in a similar situation. We only needed one win, and it dragged on to I think it was young um, firing all the way. We got a draw, and then we ended up drawing again. So we just want to be able to get this factor out of the way. I mean, it would be brilliant if we got it, obviously, on Thursday night. But you know, it's it's one of the ones that you can get a bit complacent when you know you only need to win one more game. So. Let's hope for a, for a positive positive performance there. So we move on to, briefly, we'll touch upon uh, the Sunday game against Falkirk away in the Betfred Cup at 5pm. Can someone tell me why on earth we are playing on Sunday at 5pm? That day is going to drag in, isn't it? <laughs> that's the SFA all over, mate. That's why that's, that's, why that's happening. Unbelievable! Um, it's, Ian, the time, it's the only time Clive Tilsley was available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he'll be on. Isn't it? I think it's, it's not on Premier Sports next week. Or Premier something. Sports, Is it? Aye. Oh, so that means we need to put up with that asshole Sutton. Will be, will be. I and that and a terrible picture. Probably you probably not even be watching the Rangers <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in terms of then, it's um, you know be a nice. Nice chance to play some of the younger and, and fringe players. Who do you, who do you expect to see in that game? I don't know. I don't expected Patterson to play if he wasn't having to isolate, but now he's having to isolate. That kind of throws that one at the at the windy. Um, I'd expect maybe Goldson to get a rest in that game, as is it's never even though the managers mentioned it, he's never done it. Yeah. I'd expect probably Aten and Hadji to play as well uh, from the start, and probably Calvin Bassett to come in. As well, you might see who doesn't play from Thursday play in midfield. So basically, just like if you don't play on Thursday, you'll play on Sunday. Uh, I don't know if I can see any youth players playing. To be honest, like, could you just chuck uh, Leon King in at centre half? I don't know if you could. I mean, Patterson's really the only one that's been actually involved in the match day squads. Uh, so, I don't really see any youth players playing. I'd imagine McLaughlin will come in and goals as well. But, yeah, I think basically if you don't play on Thursday, you're going to play against Falkirk. <laughs> the, <laughs> the scenario. 
<laughs> I, I know I know a game I'd prefer um, playing Benfica or Falkirk. That's no no comparison. Uh, Scholar by yourself, anybody you like to see in that? I think uh, the the ones that I've heard maybe Zungu in there as well. But but yeah, there's a there's a, a few good boys that you know maybe haven't had the minutes like Itten and, and things like that as well. Yeah, I think the only one Defoe probably start. I'd imagine. Um, maybe Bardonis, I'm not sure he might make an appearance. That's the only other kind of ones that I can think. I don't think I'd like to see Golden get arrested as well, and obviously I'd love to have seen Tav get arrested as well. But I think both of them will play. And then yeah, Bassi, and you're kind of right. Whoever doesn't play on Thursday night probably plays on Sunday. Well, we've got a, a nice week to to look forward to. As I say, a, a very testing game. Um, you know, a great caliber of of team in Benfica, and then an even bigger test away to mm-hmm. <laughs> Sunday. So we'll move on to the Twitter patter of the weekend. Since the the midweek show was, uh, you, you stole some of that there on Thursday. So, have you got any more for us, Scott, in the Twitter part of the week? So yeah, the I've seen one obviously on Kerry Dale Meltdown. It's been particularly pleasing this weekend. Uh, this one, smash my remote watching the Sevco game and can he cha- change the channel? Got the win here and she greets if the telly goes off. Scunnered. Mine's is also for Kerry, Meltdown, Kerry Dale Meltdown and it's one that came up uh, that only became... Pretty re- a scene after the game today, and it was uh, some Celtic fan tweeted, They'll batter Aberdeen 4 0 with at least one penalty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I've actually got three, I couldn't pick between them. So, since it's only the three of us, I'll, 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 um, I'll share them with you. So, it was uh, Raman, but has a barge wage he was just um he was, he was saying about the Aberdeen pair missing out to the Rangers game he was just tweeting about that and then somebody somebody commented on it saying of course they did the virus seems to affect everyone negatively but Rangers clearly some sort of masonic disease designed to derail <laughs> 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 uh, we also had um, it was in one of the I think it was a, a post on Facebook and do you know we've got obviously a massive South African following now so I think it was just the, the pre-match uh, the pre-match preview uh, with Gerard or something and some South African has said here in South Africa we use Aberdeen jersey to wash our cars and floors <laughs> <laughs> Rangers fan comments back saying, we hope that you're wearing gloves for touching that jersey with a shit emoji. And then he replies back saying, yes, our safety is very important. With no, nothing, no emotion as well. So, <laughs> And lastly as well was somebody calling the Hibs versus Celtic the El Catholico, which I... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrific. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks for uh, for joining us. We'll call that a wrap there. So thank you to both of you for, for joining us and thanks for listening. So it was a, a great full now win against Aberdeen, another clean sheet and extended our lead to the top of the table to 11 points. Have a great week and we'll be back again next week. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.